Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, as long as you're an adult. Welcome back to another episode of the A Bit of Anything podcast. I am Dr. Tyler, along with my co-host, Dr. Dan, who is always bright and shining um, during our podcast. And is the main reason, and I'm the main reason that this podcast is not for children. Yes, mostly that, but (laughs) I am also have to give some apologies because I have been sick with the Rona the past week or so. And before that, I was in Idaho. So it's been a little bit of a a dry spell here because of my problems uh, or I guess, I don't know, sicknesses and traveling and all of that good stuff. But it was a lot of fun, if that makes any difference. Um Dr. Dan, you always introduce the docket. Why don't you give us what's on your schedule for ranting today, and then we will get started. Fair enough. Well, as everyone knows, Dr. Tyler is a Raiders fan, and I am a Steelers fan, so we're both not not too much of happy campers these days. Um, I had some reactions after watching the Steelers lose to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. I wanted to touch on some of that. Um, and we were also going to kind of discuss the potential quarterback availability into the 2021 offseason. It's going to be kind of an interesting year. A lot of prior first-round picks might be available as free agents. Um, so, <clears throat> to begin... One guy that is not scheduled to be a free agent, he's scheduled to earn $41 million next year, is extra big Ben Roethlisberger, who's uh, extra sucking lately. Um, You know, it's just, I think I was watching that game. Yes. Is that a player option or can they like cut him for free? No, I think they're on the hook. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that right now. That's what I had heard. Um, his base salary is four million, and give me a second. You gotta love Internet Explorer. It just it just wants to fight it. Okay, so 2021. His dead cap is 22.5. His cap. Hit is forty one two hundred and fifty. So he's a forty one million dollar uh, cap hit, twenty two million dollar dead cap. So that's you know like the reason that I was wondering how much he made is is if you watch that game on Sunday, the game was going the Steelers' way. It was everything was going good until Ben walked up to the line, looking to the left staring at the left, hiked the ball, stared at the left again, kept staring at the left, and then threw a pass with no zip on it to the left. And it was intercepted in return for a touchdown. Um, You know, and following that, the defense gave up two straight touchdown drives. And my feeling was, I kind of saw it with my own eyes, it seemed like Ben Roethlisberger just lost the team on that pass. Because they were like, what the hell are you doing? There's two minutes left in the half. We're up seven to three, and you're gonna stare down like a curl, like a three, four yard curl route. 
Oh my god! I mean, it was egregious. I thought, you know, and not against the Bills. So I really, okay, yeah, that was this past okay. past weekend. So it got me really thinking about Ben. Got me thinking about the Steelers, and got me thinking about what makes the Steelers a com- contender next year. I don't think that having Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback matters as much as it seemed to matter this year, because even though the offense goes through him. He's such a arrogant bastard that he's completely changed their offense to be this spread shotgun offense so he can have all the credit. It's what he's wanted to run for years. I remember going back to guys like um, <clears throat> Malarkey and, and Wisenhunt and things like that. And these guys wanted he wanted to run a spread offense and they wanted to run kind of a power power offense with a play action pass built in. And then, you know, you run some shotgun sets on third downs. But Ben came into camp, demanded that they abandon the running game. I believe that that's what he did. I think that he really, truly wanted to get rid of the running game. He wants to use this, like, ultra West Coast offense that has no rushing attack at all. Short passes, short passes, short passes. And I got to thinking that if you look at Ben's entire career, just to rank rank where he stands – I'd say that Ben Roethlisberger is above average. He's not great, and he might not even be good. He can have moments where he is pretty good, if not great. But can you rely on him? To, he needs, they're going to need three straight wins in the postseason to take a Super Bowl home. Right. right? So can you – actually, I guess it will be three straight wins to get to the Super Bowl now because they won't have that bye. So he has to win four straight games. Can he get through four games without making a pass like he did against the Bills? Well, Truthfully, he, he cannot. He can't do it in the playoffs. I've seen it my whole life. He, he, there are these moments where you just are like, what was that? Why would you do that? And that's just kind of where I think. So I don't think his consistency is strong enough for him to matter enough in the playoffs for him to carry a $41 million cap hit next and year. And you said if they cut him, how much do they still carry? $20 million? 22.5. So you're either on the hook for 22.5 or 41, depending on how, if he's still on the roster. Right, but if he walks away, he doesn't get that salary for the you next really season. Think you, like, if, would you walk, would he walk away? Yeah. He's a really selfish guy. People don't seem to understand like how incredibly selfish Ben Roethlisberger is. It's all about him. It's not about Pittsburgh. It's not about the organization. It's about For him. $41 million, and you think he would just walk away? If he physically can't play, he, yeah. He would ever be like, I'm going to get through this $41 million and then I'm going to call it quits? I mean, I, I definitely think that he, if he comes back next year, that's his last year. And I, I think that he gets replaced by midway point of the season if he comes back, just like a, a Manning did. Because you can see that he can't get the ball deep anymore. Well, right, and that elbow he just, he just, can't do it. I don't think holds up <clears throat> throughout the game. But you know what? It's, it's, I, I, you know, I think you're right. But I think instead of saying throughout the game, I think it's throughout the season. I think his body is starting to show signs of like it's it's not able to keep doing this week after week anymore. You know, he could get through 10 weeks of it, but he needs a break. That's why this 12-day span really put a lot of pressure on his body. Um, 
And that goes even further with, with how he takes care of himself. He doesn't eat well. He has poor practice habits. He's constantly begging them to let him have days off. So he has no connection with his young receivers. And you have to wonder, like, what game film does he watch? He's so arrogant. I could imagine Ben Roethlisberger, like, looking at a DVD of game film or whatever it is and saying, I don't need to watch that. I'm good. And going to bed, you know, having ice cream and going to bed. And then he gets up and yeah, he can't even move around. He can't move around out there. It Somebody put on Twitter, and I thought it was kind of funny. They said watching Ben Roethlisberger in the pocket is like watching a, an adult that ate too much turkey and the kids begged him to go outside and throw the football. That. I saw that same tweet, actually. <laughs> You know what? I was like, man, that that's that's so true. <clears throat> so, and the other thing that drives me nuts is he continuously ignores James Washington. People are sleeping on how good James Washington actually is, and Ben just ignores him, ignores him, ignores him. He threw the touchdown pass to him, but that's the field's so much smaller than Ben doesn't realize that James Washington's a deep right. threat. You get. You you one two deep. You got to go one two pass to him, and he was standing in the pocket for three, four, five seconds before he threw that second interception, where he saw that Washington had beat his man. He launched the ball as soon as he threw the ball. James Washington had to stop in his tracks and just try to make a jump play on the ball because it wasn't going to get to him. So <clears throat> I hate to to continue to bitch about the same subject, but. My feeling is it's time to rip the Band-Aid. It's time for the organization to say, Ben, we've paid you $350 million or whatever it is over the past 20 years. It's We think it's time for you to walk. We'd appreciate it if you'd walk. You know, like maybe they come to some financial agreement to walk, well, but crap, he can't 20, cost that like amount of money. $20 million. Look, we'll give you $20 million to not play because we need the money. I mean, <laughs> that's what they would be having right. to do because – and, and I thought about what would they gain from that as a team. And the biggest thing that I think they would gain is retaining Bud Dupree. I think Bud Dupree showed this year that he's like a top 10 pass rusher in the NFL. And he probably will be for quite yeah, some time. Guy. Yeah, he is. He's I think he's 24, 25. Because like, the Steelers draft their guys pretty young. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster's in his third or fourth year. He's 23 years old. It must be his third year. He was 20 when he was drafted. But Bud Dupree, I mean, <clears throat> you can see what they are not without with him gone. They're just not the same. They can't be the same because he's a big man. He's 6'4", 270, and he's probably heavier than that now. But he moves like he's a corner. Yeah, he's a quick guy. I was just watching his highlight videos. He, he hit uh, Austin Hooper from the Browns, knocked him clean off his feet like it was nothing. That's a tight end. He's a big boy. So I think, like, what do you have to pay to keep him? Because of his ACL, he's not going to get this $100 million deal, I don't think. I think a team, because of the salary cap issues for next year, they're going to try to sign him to, like, a one-year deal, this or that. So maybe somebody offers him a year for $20 million. But what if the Steelers offer him, like, two to three years with about 18, $16 to $18 million a season with a big bunch of that guaranteed up front but Dupree would probably stay if he was offered that he's in the system that works for him with Watt on the other side they're just going to keep compiling production it would just better his career 
and he'd still get another payday. In three or four years, he'd have that payday, and maybe he does get $100 million at that point, but maybe he stays with the Steelers and gets a ring. So I just I think that that's something they could do. And <clears throat> I know everyone in Steelers Nation is, is dreading the concept of Mace Rudolph being the starting quarterback, but you know, if they changed and, and Mace was the starting quarterback, it would be a power run, play action pass type offense. So if, if Roethlisberger's out the door, believe me, Feekner's gone. Their offensive coordinator is gone. Mike Tomlin can't wait for the day to fire this guy. He brought in Matt Canada from the Maryland Terrapins college football team. Matt, Matt Canada is absolutely the offensive coordinator in waiting on the Steelers. It's just a matter of time, and he's going to develop more of a, of a power run game, I believe, even though he does the spread thing. You don't have to be in the spread offense every single snap. you know. So I know Mason Rudolph isn't a gunslinger, but I do think he's a little bit talented, and he could run an offense that was run-centric. So my, my plea to the Steelers organization would be figure out a way to get rid of Ben, figure out a way to bring back Dupree. After that, you can probably sign an offensive lineman, not one of the ones you have. Get a free agent. Get somebody who's actually some, you know, bring in some fresh meat because they need that. And they need to draft a bruiser, a running back, a bigger one, somebody who's du- more durable than Connor. Um, but I do think they keep Connor because I don't think he makes, Snell he's not. Now. Yeah. How big is he? He's 5'9, 200. Because he dropped so, a lot so he's of weight, wide, but he? he's short. He dropped a little bit of weight this year, but they're not even going to get. They don't give him a chance. You know, like he, he, they get these like these shotgun sweep plays, and it's like that's not what he ran in college. No. He ran out of a power running offense. They signed Derek Watt in the off season, and he just sits on the sideline and says, "I make three million dollars a year to sit around." He's does a fullback. He, Let him play. play? special teams at all he plays special he he does he does so i'll give him that but but i mean you're paying a fullback three million dollars a year to play special teams man they got to put him out there so my theory of the future for them i think they're gonna i think james washington will get a second contract with the steelers i also think james connor will get a second contract with the steelers i think both of those guys have the mentality they want and they're hard workers i think the Steelers let Juju Smith-Schuster walk, and I think that they should let him walk. I don't think he's that much of a difference maker anymore. And so invest in the future in Claypool and Deontay Johnson. And then you got James Washington, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. That's a pretty good receiving core. You got your agility receiver, you got your red zone deep threat guy, and you've got your possession receiver. And James Washington, I mean, everybody talks about how Juju Smith-Schuster can catch the ball and hit somebody. Have you, anybody seen what happens when James Washington catches the ball? He's smashing into everybody, too. And people try to smash into him. And if the ball comes near his hands, he catches it. He's got country-strong strength in those hands. So I think an offense with those guys, could they score more than 17 points in a game? Hell, yeah, they can because we saw it last year. So what's the point in paying somebody $41 million to basically ruin another year of opportunity for all the guys around him because he just isn't what he could be? Well, you sent me an interesting uh, list of people. There, I think 
in this offseason, there's going to be <clears throat> sorry, there's going to be a few mm-hmm. uh, potentially available quarterbacks. Now, I'm not real sure that I want any of these people starting for my football team, but here's a list. Right. Uh, Carson Wentz may be on the trading block. I like. I can't remember the exact numbers, but he, if they cut him, it's like a $59 million dead cap. You can't run a team with yes. $59 million in dead cap. So they're either going to have... Even if they trade him, they're still going to eat, I think, three quarters of that salary. They still have to keep on their books a certain amount of that salary. So the team getting him will get a good, um, I I guess, a good bargain if he ends up panning out in a different system. I think he's done in Philadelphia. I really do. I I don't think. I do, too. I don't know. I just I don't think that he fits what they want to do. I don't think he's athletic enough to do what they want him to do. I still think he could be a decent quarterback in the league because he does have I mean I think if he could get in a system that runs better for him, he could do better. Uh it's yeah. simplified. I don't I don't pretend to know what they run in Philadelphia, but he's making reads on the right side of the field when his first read is on the left. I just don't know if he doesn't get it or if he's trying to do too much or what his issue is, but it's not gr- I think Wentz is done there. I think they try to trade him, so that's a name. Mitch Trubisky, I don't want him on my team. I just, I don't. <laughs> um, Sam Darnold, now that's a name that I would maybe take a shot on, a flyer on. I think Adam Gase is the worst coach to ever have an NFL team. Uh, maybe maybe right next to Hugh Jackson. It's like 1A and 1B. Um, at least Hugh Jackson, though, could run an offense. Uh, Adam Gase got a head coaching hey. job because he coached Peyton Manning one year, and Peyton Manning had a good year. People think that it was Adam Gase running the Denver Broncos offense. Dan, it wasn't. Surprise, no. surprise, surprise. Peyton Manning probably slept in the yeah, meeting room. I don't even know that he had a and... – like, did he really have to do anything? I mean, we're talking about Peyton Manning. Yeah, I would imagine Peyton Manning's meeting room looks like like a person in an insane asylum. The walls are probably covered in writing. It's probably like all these different plays, formations, reads. What are we going to call it? Omaha this, you know. Like, dude, he didn't have to do a thing. But the thing that's weird is why is Peyton Manning, like, vouch for this guy still? I don't know. Like, he vouched for him to the Jets. I don't get that. Just to give his guy some money, maybe, I guess. I don't, maybe Gaze Payton sure. underneath the table i don't know do you know who uh this is kind of a trivia do you know who hugh jackson's defensive coordinator was when the browns went own 16 no well he just lost his job he was with the new york jets this year oh was it williams <laughs> yeah he was, he was a defensive coordinator of two Owen 16 teams in four years so, I mean, is it fair to say that I'm a better defensive coordinator than yep, he is? It is fair. I, I would 
I would think it's so. Kind of like Michael oh, Scott yeah. asking, "Am I a hero?" I can't really say that I am, but yes, yes, I am. <laughs> but yes, yes, I am a hero. Yes, it's so obvious. That, I mean that that. So going back to that list, then, um, let's see here. I got to get to the right. Goodness gracious. Um, so we had Winston, Wentz, Trubisky, yeah, so we and had Wentz, Trubisky, yeah. Sam Darnold. And then I got derailed. Sam Darnold. Um, that was my bad. That's all right. And then uh, that's mine. Jameis Winston, Haskins, Minshew, possibly, and then Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And I think if yeah. anybody can't see that Nick Foles only belongs with Doug Peterson at this point, they're a fool. <laughs> And they should not watch football I, any longer. Like, he does not belong on a team other than Doug Peterson's Eagles team. Because Doug Peterson can disagree. figure out what he does. I don't know what Foles does, but he, like, he stunk. He was about ready to retire. And then Peterson lured him out of retirement. He wins a Super Bowl, and then everybody thinks all of a sudden Foles can play again. It's like the Jaguars give him tons of money. He loses out to Gardner Minshew for crying out loud. Gardner Minshew lost a job to Mike Glennon this year. Mike <laughs> Glennon, guys, come on now. And then, and then you you think that like, so I mean, it's just like this quarterback carousel. Another name that came up, uh, Philip Rivers. If he doesn't re he signed a one year deal with the Colts. Uh, if he doesn't retire, um, I don't know if the Colts bring him back. And then their other backup, Jacoby Brissett, he is also a free agent. He showed some decent flashes last year. Um, do you want any of those guys playing for the Steelers? Could any of them take Big Ben's spot? You know, I don't think like I don't think anybody's going to take Ben's spot for a long time. I mean, it's he he's been a stalwart for that team for almost 20 years uh but okay so i think the steelers will go with mason rudolph but i think that they if they do let ben go they should dip into that pool there and if there's anyone in that pool that i think kind of fits with more of what they're doing it is darnold um he's the big pocket passer tough quarterback you know wentz is kind of the same thing i just don't know what's happened to him I was going to say, like, you were saying how Foles had to be with Peterson. I was going to argue that Foles more than likely has to be with Frank Reich because he was the offensive coordinator. And I was going to say, what has Foles done under Peterson? But Foles did come in the next year after Reich left and play pretty well in the playoffs. However, they didn't win that Super Bowl. But it seems like Peterson, I don't know if you watch any of his news clips, like it seems like he really wants to live in a cave somewhere and never be asked another question about football ever again. So there seems to be nothing but discontention with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what it is. The coach seems the one out. The quarterback seems the one out. Everybody wants the quarterback out, even though they just gave him an extension. It's a mess. So I think it's hard to tell what Carson Wentz is. Right now, if he went to a team like the Steelers and they committed to the run, could he play well? Potentially. But would the Steelers play him $25 million next year to find out? There's no way. Yeah, I don't know. There's no way. Do like, 
I could see him going to the to the Colts to replace Rivers because you've got Frank Reich there. I think to me it's like that's one of the top options. I, I can't really fathom anything else unless you get like I don't know, like the Jaguars or something. You, you know, one of these teams that you know they just like, what should we do with the franchise? Well, let's pop a couple bottles and we'll figure it out then. You know, and they get wasted and, and do dumb shit and sign Foles to eighty eight million dollars. I mean. I could get hurt on the first play, too, for $88 million. I don't mind. I'll go out there and take a separated shoulder for yeah. $80 million. I think I might actually, too. So. As long as it's not my back, <laughs> so. I can do anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like uh, The other guys on that list, um, none of them really like jump. The, the one guy that I really – like, what, what the hell is going on with Mitchell Trubisky? I don't know. He, didn't he just like didn't he play almost a perfect passer rating game on Sunday? He threw like three touchdown passes. His team dominated the Texans. Like where does this come from? So I don't know. He he is by far I think the biggest question mark in that group. I think you have a little bit better idea of what you got with Wentz, but I feel like Trubisky will get much less of a chance. I think he's really used his chances. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a couple on those. Like, I think Phillip Rivers, if he doesn't win a a Super Bowl with the Colts, I could see maybe him wanting to come back one more year. But then I kind of think he's just done. Like, he's got this planner fashion thing going on. He's made enough money in his career. He's got 15 kids. Maybe that's why he keeps – playing i don't know does he really have 15 no i'm kids? not even exaggerating i think he has at least 12 kids Good i know God. that's enough to drive me psycho three is <laughs> enough for me um my heart rate just I went know. up <laughs> um but anyway he so you know i don't know i don't know what exactly happens with him in the offseason i don't know what happens with you know, another name that we brought up off air, Dan, was Josh Rosen. What's going to happen to him? Oh, yes. Uh, is he just, like, beyond repair now? Or has working with Tom Brady helped him? There's there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, he's a former first-round pick, what, two years ago or three? He's been on, like, three different teams each, uh, and, yeah. and he's never really got a shot. I mean, that Arizona team was abysmal. Um, and I just, I don't think he got a fair shot really anywhere he's gone because the Dolphins were abysmal too. So the only team that he really had to help him really is this year with the Bucks and Bruce Arians. Um, what are your thoughts on him? You know, I'll be honest. I haven't really gotten a chance to see him play live. I, I'm not a huge college football guy. Um, I'm lucky enough to get a full game in on Sunday watching the NFL with my family. So um, I've watched his tape, and it's really kind of hard to tell with tape. Everybody looks really good when their every pass is a touchdown. Um, but you could kind of see, like, with the Dolphins, I think what lost the job for him there was that Fitzpatrick is just a maniac. And he will literally stand in the pocket and get, like, pulverized in order to try to have a shot at a touchdown. Like, he's a pretty crazy human being. And what Rosen would do, I think, was panic 
and he'd make either bad reads or hold on to the ball or get, you know, so, so it was the decision-making. The Dolphins were just like, Fitzpatrick's the better decision-maker. Let's go with him. And then I, I just I don't think anybody really – I think everybody thinks he's done. Everybody's completely written him off. Which is crazy to me um, that like three years ago they were thinking definite first-round talent. Not QB yeah. number one, it's but just like you that. Know, definite first round talent. Now all of a sudden it's like he can't be salvaged anymore. Like what changed? What what happened? It's hard to say. You know, Paxton Lynch was a, an example. When was he? He was probably drafted in six, 13? Six, seven years 16? ago, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Out of Memphis. So he was on the Steelers practice squad last year. They signed him when Ben went down. He's a first round pick. Huge arm, guy's 6'7", 250. He's got all this talent. The Steelers just cut him this year. They're like, we don't even want you on the practice squad. We'll keep JT, JT Barrett from uh, Ohio State. So it, I, I, it's that quickly. Teams just give up on a guy. They're like, he doesn't have it. And I was telling you, like, it's funny when you relate it to past generations. Terry Bradshaw was drafted in 1970 and wasn't like the crowned full-time starter until the 75 season. He had to fight over and over again to get his starting jobs back from Terry Hanratty and Joe Gillum. And I thought today, I mean, if you think about the contracts, Terry Bradshaw would have had three years before the team made a decision on his fifth-year option. And after that three years, if the decision is not to pick up the fifth-year option, that means the decision is that the fourth year is their last year, unless they ball out. But most of these clubs make the decision a year ahead of time, we're going to move on from this guy. They might even bring somebody else in. So that being said, Terry Bradshaw would have missed his window of opportunity by two years, you know, maybe a year and a half, something like that. So that close to greatness, he would have been cut. And then we were talking about some Raiders guys. Gannon, Rich Gannon, he came to the Raiders. He won an MVP at 38 years old. Am I right? 36. Still old, old, yeah. And, I mean, he was a journeyman up until around that time. Right. Yep. You Chiefs. uh, Career backup type guy. Chiefs. Who else was he with? Uh, He was with somebody else. Chiefs, I remember. Yeah. And then you've got um, Jim Plunkett. He was, a, he was a guy in the 70s. He won the Super Bowl with the Raiders in 80 and 83. And I don't think he was the starter all of that time in between either. He was a guy that kind of came in like 78 or 79, took over the team, then kind of lost his starting job and gained it back and won another Super Bowl. And it's like, man, he was drafted in the early 70s. He played for, I think, the Patriots and the 49ers. He started off okay in his career, but his team was bad and he was just getting pummeled and his numbers were bad and he got cut. And and just like a guy like Josh Rosen, I mean, you give up on Bradshaw, Plunkett or Gannon, and you're giving up on three guys that are potential hall of fame talent too early in their career. I mean, I would take a guy like I, if I was a head coach and I'm getting a job with a new team, I'd be curious. Like I want to see which quarterbacks are no longer in the league that have been drafted in the past six years. They'd bring me that list, and I'd look at it and say, like, you know, it's interesting. Like, you get a job, and I'm not saying that anybody would be smart to, like, look up a guy like Johnny Manziel. But let's say somebody that's removed, like, that four years, maybe a Colin Kaepernick, something like that. 
where it's like, this guy had talent. It didn't just vanish. It's just a matter of he wasn't in the right system. He wasn't nourished correctly. He doesn't have the confidence anymore. We can build all that back. Let's bring him in, keep him as a backup for a year, and really harness him and see if he can't compete for the starting job the following season. I don't understand why that doesn't happen more. Yeah, I know a name uh, comes to my mind with uh, Marcus Mariota. He's another guy that yeah. in Tennessee, you know, he had a couple good years, but then they benched him for Tannehill. Tannehill's kind of another comeback story too, a little bit. He is uh, terrible he is. in the terrible in Miami. I wrote him off. I wrote yeah, him off. I mean, it, I I did too. I think a lot of people did. He was not good in Miami at all. And then all of a sudden, like I don't think he's great. I think Tennessee has a pretty good. He's got some clutch he's got some though. Good defense around him. He's got Derrick Henry, which yeah. helps a lot. Yeah. And he's Bingo. got AJ Brown. You have Derrick Henry. You're doing pretty uh, well. Corey Davis. Yeah, he's a uh, beast. And their their new tight end. I cannot think of his name, um, but mm. he's. He's got actually some talent around him, and I, I think that definitely helps to have talent around you when you're a quarterback. But that's, I mean, that's a good, a good story there. Tannehill comes in, takes over from Mariota. Mariota then is like basically written off. Right now he's with the Raiders, making tons of money as a backup quarterback, um, who's been active I think for like three games, and I. I was actually hoping to see him against the Colts because um, yeah, that game was ugly. And so I was like, yeah, just put in Mariota, see if he can actually do anything. And they didn't do that, of course. But, um, yeah, that's that's another quarterback that maybe you add to that list is Marcus Mariota. Can he get another shot? I was wondering that, but I – I didn't know what his contract was. I thought maybe he had a two-year contract. Yeah, and I don't know. I can't remember. I can look it up real fast. Okay. Um, but it's interesting, like, you mentioned stuff like that because, you know, when when you play Madden, you if you're playing with injuries on, you know, and you're blowing out a team two, and you've got two these years. two years. 17.6. Okay. But it's like – Fully guaranteed was like seven and a half is all that they. So they can they can get rid of him with nothing. So. Okay, so it'll be interesting what they do. I would think that Gruden keeps him for competition unless they can tell that he's right. washed and up. Peterman, let's see. A lot of his contract was like um, this year. It's a base salary. Know if that is true or not. I think they can get rid of him this year with no dead cap space. But this is saying that ten million for next year. But I think a lot of it has. Um, they have to been paid out. What am I trying to say? Like incentivized. A, a lot of it is incentivized. Ah. Okay. But it's interesting that that uh, what I was trying to say. Um, was that if you're if you're ahead and you're blowing out this other team and you've got these star players that are irreplaceable, why are they still in the damn game? I was like like the Bud Dupree injury drove me nuts. What the hell are those guys still doing out there? You know, I mean, you got to play your backups. That's what right. they're for. I hate it when when the Steelers 
were in the past, they'd be up on a team by like 30 some points. And Ben Roethlisberger's still out there. The starting running backs are still out there. Tomlin ruined one of the best running backs the Steelers ever had in Willie Parker. He was so underrated. And he said that year, I'm going to run Willie Parker till the wheels fall off. And he almost had the rushing title, broke his leg in like week 15, was never the same. And, and so many times there were games where it was like, put in the backup. You're, you've won the game. Why is your starting running back taking punishment at this point of the game? You know, like, like with the Raiders, like, okay, you're getting blown out. Why is your starting quarterback still out there? He's your franchise guy. If he gets hurt, he's still count account toward your cap next year. You're not going to be able to get rid of him. You know, just I don't understand that. I think a lot of it is ego for the coaches, and a lot of it is like, well, we drafted this guy. We're sure that this guy is good. And then what they really mean is we're not really sure if this guy's any good, but we drafted him, so we don't have a damn choice. He's going in the game, you know? Um. There's times where I want to move on from guys immediately, and then there's times where I'm like, we should keep them, keep seeing what they can do, that type of a scenario. Right. Uh, but that's just my two cents yeah. on that. And those, I I feel the same way. Like for uh, for the Raiders, Nicholas Morrow, his bit, he was like a Division three player, undrafted. We've held on to him for like the past three or four, three years, and all of a sudden he's playing better than Corey Littleton, who we sign for a massive amount of money in the off season from the Rams. So there always are those guys that for whatever reason, like three, four years in the league and, and then bam, there they are. Uh, do you remember Lorenzo? I think it's Lorenzo Alexander. He's a linebacker played mostly special yeah. teams. And then all of a sudden he goes to the bills and he leads the league in sacks at like the end of his career. Like that mm-hmm. there, there are those things that you're like, well, how does that happen? Is it scheme? Is it usage? Like, what? Why? Why does a guy all of a sudden go from special teamer for ten years to leading the league in sacks? You know, it's interesting. I, I I keep going back to the same player, but Bud Dupree was exactly that. The first three years of his career, everybody in Pittsburgh thought that he was another Jarvis Jones. He was a bust. He had like seven sacks. He was hurt. Then it came his contract year. And suddenly it's like he shot out of a cannon every single play. And he's manhandling offensive linemen and strap, uh, strip sacking the quarterbacks. And it was crazy because, it, again, it's like, well, what happened? Did he have a great weightlifting offseason? Did he work on technique? Was it a coaching change? Because Joey Porter was fired at that juncture that same season. So it's hard to say, but like they were this close to giving up on him. I would, I would, I seriously, I would say this right now. I would much rather pay Bud Dupree eighteen million dollars than pay Jadavion Clowney eighteen million dollars. Oh, I hundred percent. I think Bud Dupree is a better Clowney, player, better I think football Clowney player. Is, he tore his ACL this year because he came in out of shape. Yeah, he's done. Tried to play. I don't think he gets back. I don't think he has the work ethic to get back. Which? No, I, I think that he. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's uh, he's damaged goods now. Anyway, his chance his chances have come and gone, and he probably should have signed one of those contract offers he had last year. Because now nobody has any loyalty toward him. There's no affiliation from any club. Nobody's going to want him there. The teams that he's played for definitely don't want him back. That should say something. 
Yeah, and I, I just, I think if he was like had any work ethic at all, he'd probably, because he's, it's gonna take work to get the explosiveness back from his knee. Yeah, so you're looking at another year. He was already off in the off season. Um, I think he lost some like oh, muscle sure mass too. Muscle mass and just like he like he, got out of yeah. Shape. He gained fat and lost muscle mass. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I, I think that if he had work ethic, he could be back and be decent, but I don't think he has the work ethic to get back or the want to get back. I, he's I, he's made quite a bit yeah. of money, and he may just be like, oh, it is what it is. I had a good run, and good for him. I mean, I, he's made more money than I'll ever see in my life, but at the same time, it's yeah. you, you kind of are like, that's all you really wanted to do and not just like – I don't know. I'd want to leave a legend, I guess, but whatever. People have different different strokes for different folks. Well, yeah. What else? Do we have anything else for today? Uh, I think we need to let that marinate, settle in with the listeners. Marinate, yeah, they need to think about it a bit. Ears. All right. Well, that works for me cuz that's a lot to digest. A lot of different <laughs> scenarios, people coming back um you know, I'd like to get another podcast if we could find a good murder mystery in sports. That was kind of a fun podcast. Sure, um, I agree. I like that. I, I was, I was. I'm glad you say that because I was interested in doing something similar if we as could well. Find some more um, stories, but uh, that one was that. Was, I think that was the last one we did. But I really liked that yeah. kind of murder mystery. But it's got a sports edge to it as well. So we'll have to check some of that out if any of our listeners have any insights into good stories like that please let us know uh you can hit it up on the youtube page or you can on dan's page i will let him tell you where that is because i can't ever remember that's fine it's noholdsbarredsports.com i'm kind of reworking the website right now uh I'm not so sure I'm going to be posting written articles. I'm, I'm kind of flirting with some other ideas, but it'll definitely be the home of our website. Um, I mean, the home of our podcast. And so if you want to make comments, you can go there. We'll find a, find a way to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd like to make those, those another podcast like that as well. We'll keep our ears open then. Anything else? No, that's it. Just be nice to each other. It's yeah, Christmas it's season. Christmas, for heaven's sake, be nice for a change. <laughs> Damn it, be nice. <laughs> from Dr. Tyler and Dr. Well, I guess. From Dr. Tyler Dr. Well, I guess. and Dr. Dan, this is Dr. Tyler signing off. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, you filthy animals. And we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> Peace.